0: Hello and welcome to a special Screen Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Wallace, in our Screen Fix Studios in Los Angeles. We have a great show for you tonight. We are going to go over all of the nominees for the 95th Annual Academy Awards. We will break down who will win every single award. This is a must-listen if you want to win your Oscar pool. It's a very special podcast. Joining me, as always, in Burbank, California, we have Kit Bowen. Kit, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, thanks.
0: Also, we've got in uh, Spokane, Washington, uh, Joel Amos. Joel, how are you?
2: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Great. And joining us also in Burbank, we have a newly married Andrew Payne. Andrew, how are you doing? I am
3: well. Thank you for having me.
0: Great. Great. All right, let's get right to it. We're going to go through all 23 awards. We're going to try to predict who will win. This will help you win your Oscar poll. Uh, It hasn't helped any of us win our Oscar polls, but it'll help you win it. So uh, we'll start with Best Picture. We have 10 nominees this year. The nominees are all Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar of the Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisharan, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Babelman's Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Kit, I'll start with you. You have to figure after winning the SAG, after winning the PGA, after winning uh, the Directors Guild, I guess, you have to figure it's shaping up to be an Everything Everywhere All at Once victory. But All Quiet on the Western Front? did win at the um the BAFTA's. So what what do you think?
1: Oh yeah, I definitely think everything's gonna win. <laughs> everything's gonna win everything. Yeah,
0: no.
2: The hey, everything.
1: Didn't I say that? Yeah, you said that. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't really think there's any any real, you know, possibility that all choir on the Western Front will win. I mean, I'm not entirely sure why that one BAFTA's not, I can only like I said, I, can, I think it's because it's sort of, it's a British movie, so, I mean, that could be the reason why, but since the other one has won everything else, you know, I, I just don't think there's any other, uh, yeah. you know, real competition.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it's actually, I mean, it's in German, but, um, uh, so it's not really a British movie, but I guess a European movie, uh, I suppose. Um, yeah. All right. Uh and Kit, I'll, I'll ask you as well. If you were a voter, who would you vote for? Um,
1: actually, I would probably vote for uh, everything. It's just it's kind of a nice. I mean, it had a lot of had a lot of you know sort of um, elements to it that made it. It makes it more well re- well rounded as a best picture. You know, it had action, it has you know a family story at the heart of it. Um, just cool, cool graphics. And I mean, cool visuals, uh, and great acting.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Joel, uh, I'll go to you next. You, you know, I I think if you had asked me back in November, December, who I thought was going to win, it was, it was probably the Fablemans. We had won at Toronto. It was, it had done really well in the festival circuit, you know, Steven Spielberg's manifesto and, and, you know, while I thought Everything Everywhere All at Once would be nominated, I guess, at that point, it's pretty rare for a sci-fi film to win Best Picture. Pretty, you know, Marvel's doing all these metaverse movies. This, this one kind of does it better than any of those at a much smaller budget. Um, first of all, do you, do you agree Everything Everywhere All at Once is winning this, and, and why?
2: Um, absolutely. I think, I think every, every uh, once in a while a movie just peaks at the right time and i think this is actually one of the movies that came out earliest of these movies that are nominated um but i think mm-hmm. somehow it's just it's, it's caught its momentum and at an the exact right time and the people that haven't seen it are watching it and i think it's on peacock so it's available at home it's also still in theaters and i think like it's this movie that everybody's like oh you have to see it and so like my 80 year old mother made a point to go see it in the theaters because everybody's talking about it and I think it's it's that movie, and it kind of reminds me a bit of like the, the momentum at the end for Slumdog. And Slumdog won. It's just kind of like, okay, is it really going to win? Because it's like kind of winning everything, and so it's kind of argue. It's hard to argue with that. So I, I, I think yeah, everything everywhere uh, wins everything. Uh, wins that picture. Um, in terms of the Fablemans, I mean, if I was going to vote for another picture other than Everything, I would vote for the Fablemans just because it has such a special spot in my heart, and I just think it's so. Such a glorious love letter to our parents, to cinema, to I mean everything. But I don't think anything can beat everything. Okay,
0: uh, Andrew, I'll go to you. You next. Um, is it everything for everything?
2: Yeah, I
3: don't. It's hard to make an argument as to why it wouldn't win, especially since it won the PGAs, which is the only other referential ballot voting out there. That was like kind of the one thing for me where you start to wonder with the Academy, are there going to be enough people, enough older members of the Academy, enough people who don't like sci-fi who put it farther down on their ballot and, and give something else a chance to win the PGA. Well, it's not the same voting block. It's, you know, it's similar. It kind of gives you that like look at that and the fact that it won that makes that less likely. So I try to think of, like, what what could a lot of people vote second or third? And I think the Fablemans is something that could be on a lot of second or thirds. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, you mentioned one, the BAFTA, so maybe that one. And the other one that I think about is Top Gun, because Top Gun, like, is basically people are saying it saved the movie industry. So is there some sort of just like soft spot vote that everyone has where they say, okay, I'll vote for my favorite one first and then I'll vote Top Gun. And everyone's like, I'll vote Top Gun second because of the importance of that movie. So those are kind of the narratives that I could build for an upset, but I just don't think any of them are going to happen. And given that everything has been kind of a favorite since the critics choice awards and has won The the DGA, the SAG, and the PGA, it it really just feels like a juggernaut at this point.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the PGA, well, generally predicts picture, not always. Back in 2019, 1917, the parasite at the PGA. Um, Land won the PGA. Of course, that was probably the biggest upset, I think, in best picture history. Frankly, when Moonlight won uh, that year. Uh, but then the year before, it had The Big Short over uh, Spotlight, winning Best Picture. So you you never quite know. Um, they also had that rare tie with Twelve Years a Slave, which ultimately won Time with Gravity. Um, so it, it usually predicts Best Picture, but not always. But I, I'm with you guys. I think um, I think everywhere, everything, everywhere all at once is is pretty close to a lock at this point. I personally would have voted for The Fablemans, too, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Let's move on, and we'll talk about Best Director. This year's nominees, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere At Once*, otherwise known as Daniels, Steven Spielberg for The Fablements, Todd Field for Tar, Ro- uh, excuse me, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness as the 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 Overseas Director, the Foreign Director, if you will. Um, actually, I guess Martin McDonough is also Foreign Director. But, um, Andrew, I'll start with you this time. I think a lot of people early on thought this would be Steven Spielberg, but with everything everywhere All at once winning all these these awards and the DGA, it seems to be setting up for Daniels. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I agree with that. It it won the DGA, as you mentioned, did not win the BAFTA, but the BAFTA was actually won by the director of all quiet on the Western front who isn't even nominated. So it, it almost made the race more confusing Well, I mean, not more confusing. It just didn't really shed any light on who might win since he's not eligible to win. So, yeah, I think that I'm even more confident in the Daniels than I am in in everything, everywhere, all at once, winning best picture. And I'm very confident that it's going to win best picture, so that shows how confident I am in the Daniels. And, yeah, and I also forgot to mention, yeah, uh, I would also vote for everything, everywhere, all at once. best picture i i think Mm -hmm. that it was the movie of the year it's you know it's kind of a toss-up between that and top gun if you think about what was the movie of this year but i think that since that came out it's just like captivated everybody who watched it and with the daniels and director i mean they've only really directed one other movie and it was swiss army man which is a very bizarre movie and they've made music videos so to see them like just kind of like take the throne out of nowhere uh, I think is really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty rare back to the director that the DGA winner does not win best director. It's happened since the year 2000, it's happened four times. That was Stan Mendes, uh, won DGA for 1917, lost to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Ben Affleck, uh the crazier where he wasn't actually nominated for best director so ang lee won the oscar but ben affleck won for argo for the, the dga you have to go back to t- 2002 rob marshall uh winning the um the director's guild for chicago then roman polanski winning the oscar for the pianist and then in 2000 you had uh ang lee crouching tiger hitting dragon winning the dga but then steven Soderbergh winning the oscar for for traffic so it shapes up pretty well for daniels uh joel i'll go to you what we'll, what
2: do you think? You know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like Fableman's and uh, Spielberg himself has kind of suffered the same fate. It's just kind of like he's faded a bit. Like everywhere, everything surged. Um, I, I really thought he was a lock, but I, I don't see a world where the Daniels lose. And I just kind of wanted to, to make a quick point. which are talking about Top Gun saving the film industry. And I think the Daniels made a really good point when they talked about how everything actually was released in theaters. It was one of the first movies that really kind of took off in theaters. And yes, it did not make anywhere near the money as Top Gun. But if you want to celebrate movies in the theater, I mean, you're awarding the best picture and I think best director to a movie that actually did do the theater route. So, um, you know, it's kind of like the movie of the year in that sense, a little bit too. Mm
0: And it it didn't. Yes, it was released in theater. It didn't make top-down money, but it still actually did pretty well. It actually picked up yes. you know, steam in the theaters. So, yes. Um, I do want to point out one of those rare DGA Oscar differences. 1985, Steven Spielberg won the DGA for The Color Purple. did not actually get nominated for that movie at the Oscars. Right. And Sidney Pollack won the Oscar for Out of Africa. Um, can, any, any chance Steven Spielberg pulls an upset here, or are you going with Daniels as well?
1: Yeah, at this point, no, no upset. First, season. and like I said, when that movie came out, um, you know, we talked about it, and, and I, I, I said, you know, yes, it's a sweet movie. It's you know, it's very much a love letter to Hollywood. It's Spielberg's personal love letter to Hollywood. But I'm pretty sure when he made that movie, he didn't. He wasn't making it. You know, in in the in the uh, idea that he was going to win any major awards for it, I, I I really feel that I feel like he just wanted to make this movie because he was, you know, coming from his heart and he wanted to tell his story that way. Um, so I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's all that disappointed that he's not getting the awards. And uh, I don't I don't think he really should for this particular movie because you know he's made so many other movies that have been
0: so much you know more substantial than this yeah interesting um if the daniels win it would be only the second time you'd have a a dual winner for best director the last time it happened the only other time it happened was joel and ethan cohen for uh, no country for old men so interesting factoid there um you know, I do want to point out, I mentioned in our last podcast, Steven Spielberg movies have been nominated for, uh, six of his last eight movies have been nominated for Best Picture. The only other director who's done that, Martin Scorsese, six of his last eight movies have been nominated for Best Picture. But Scorsese has made a lot fewer movies. You have to go back to 2000, all the way to Gangs of New mm-hmm. York, whereas with Spielberg, it's, it's all since 2010. So I think it's <laughs> interesting. Um guy. All right he's still making movies kind of like the becoming the next Woody Allen in, in a way. Yeah. Um, different, but all right, let's right. move on gotcha. to best actress. Um, we have Kate Blanchett, Anna De Armas, uh for blonde, uh, Andrea Riseborough for two, Leslie, the shocking nominee, Michelle Williams for the Fableman and Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, first, can we give Andrea Riseborough a break? I mean, Supposedly it was a good performance. I didn't actually see it, but um, you know, maybe we did not need to nominate Anna DeArmas for, for Blonde over no. Viola Davis or,
1: no. or or something like that. No. But
0: you know, maybe Absolutely Andrew Risborough, you know, done a lot of good movies, a lot of She's good work right over after. the years. Maybe, maybe she she deserved the nomination. But more importantly, uh, and Joel, I'll start with you this time. Um, Michelle Yeo won the SAG, but Kate Blanchett won almost every other precursor. So, you know, is this a, it seems like a two-horse race here. What do you think?
2: Um, I think, again, it's going to be everything. I think Michelle is going to win, I think, especially after taking the SAG. And... Um, it's just an incredible story. To, to, I mean, to People have been aware of her for a couple of decades now and for her to win an Oscar for Best Actress. I think the whole place would stand up. Kate um, Blanchett was incredible in Tar. I know a lot of people loved it. I absolutely hated it. Um, so I, I never really got the, the love for her performance. I mean, it would just kind of be one of those, like Meryl Streep and Iron Lady, where you give it to the actress because she's incredible, but the movie's kind of... Um, and that's just my opinion. I know a lot of people loved it. But I just think, again, I, we talk about it a lot. I don't know, Maybe I just do. But Momentum. And I think Momentum is just all Michelle right now. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting. I saw that movie a second time. And one of my friends said it was the best movie in the last 10 years. And, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's still really hard to follow, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, And Ms. Kate Blanchett's won twice, obviously. I think her best performance ever was Blue Jasmine um so but kit what do you think is it michelle Yeoh is it kate blanchett do we have an andrea Riseborough upset what do you think
1: <laughs> oh andrea she is a great actress though i mean she's she's you know put in some great performances in every, almost everything she does i i kind of consider her more of a character actress than a lead but she's done leads before so i mean i'm it's it's not surprising that she's <laughs> gets nominated it's just surprising she gets nominated for a film nobody saw and it was based on a social media campaign basically but at one point in time at some point in time I think she'll be on there for for real (laughs) I do I think she's a great actress but no she's not winning um yeah I think it's Michelle Yeoh I think she's got the the momentum and you know like Joel said she's she's kind of a uh you know, definitely in the Asian film industry, she's you know she's a legend. So it, it would be really great for her to to win this. Um, and and it is it's Kate. This was not Kate Blanchett's best performance. Like it's but it's Kate Blanchett. So I mean, you know, it's like Meryl Streep now, I feel like Kate and Meryl Streep are pretty much on the same level. It's like whatever they do, they're gonna do it, you know, the best. But uh, I feel like the sentimental. Um, the sentimental shift is towards Michelle. So I would, I would bank on her.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, Andrew, what's your pick here?
3: So I mean, this is interesting. And other than supporting actor, I'm sure we're going to have this debate in all of the acting categories, which is what makes this year so exciting. This is such a toss up for me. Um, like you mentioned, Michelle Yeoh won SAG. Cate Blanchett won BAFTA. Cape Blanchett's won pretty much everything else. But uh, I feel like what is, has me leaning towards Michelle Yeoh is that Cate Blanchett's won twice already, and she's still pretty young. So there's still mm-hmm. yeah. going to be plenty of opportunities to give her a third Oscar to tie her with Meryl Streep or even a fourth to tie her with. Catherine Hepburn, who she played in one of her Oscar-winning roles. Um, So I'm leaning towards Michelle Yeoh. I may change my mind before pool time comes, before it's time to finally put my money where my mouth is. Um, I could see myself, even, because I'll probably be in a couple different pools, maybe picking Cate Blanchett in one pool and picking Michelle Yeoh in two other pools. Um, This one, to me, is, is... down to the wire, and I think that, that's what's so exciting. I feel like for for so many years at the Oscars, we pretty much know who's going to win, and this year there's many races where it's like I really have no idea. It could be it could go either way, but I'm going to lean towards Michelle Yeoh
0: for right now. Yeah. Cade Blanchett is 53, by the way. Michelle Yeoh is 60. Um, I'm going to also pick Michelle Yeoh here. I just think, yeah, the fact that Kate Blanchett's won a few times before and it does seem like there's a lot of momentum there. And I think the SAG, I think predicts, the SAG winner wins about 74% of the time. So um, you could just go with SAG winners and you'll get three of the four acting winners, right, probably. So uh, mm-hmm. let's move on to Best Actor. This one, to me, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, you've got the nominees here, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Brendan Fraser for the Whale, Paul Meskill for After Sun. I don't know anyone who saw that movie. Maybe one of you guys did. And then Bill Nighy for Living. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you. Brendan Fraser had the big big win at the um, at the SAGs, which I think has put him in a in a prominent position after I think people were starting to count him out a little bit. Um, Austin Butler has won. You know, he won the Globe. He won the uh, the BAFTA. Um, uh, Colin Farrell also won a, a globe. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Best doctor.
3: So this race reminds me a lot of, uh, was it the 2015 race where Michael Keaton was kind of the feel good yeah. story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, the, the comeback yeah. person. And he ultimately lost to, a young Eddie. actor who people yeah. saw as like an up and coming person with Eddie Redmayne in a biopic. And I think the same yeah. thing is going to happen here. So Eddie Redmayne won the BAFTA that year when I, I believe Michael Keaton won the SAG. Let me confirm that to, to complete my oh, narrative. My, Michael um, Keaton got up out of his
2: seat. Like he thought he was walking up yeah. to the the stage. I mean, he had to sit back down. I'll never forget that.
3: Yeah. So, I really, it just, it feels like the same thing is going to happen. So, oh, no, never mind. Michael Keaton lost the SAG. For some reason, I thought he won the SAG. I think he won the SAG for uh, Dope Sick. So, it's a little bit closer, but it it feels like the same thing to me. I I think Austin Butler is going to win. Um, And, yeah, I mean, if I I were voting, I I would definitely vote for Austin Butler over. Brendan Fraser in that
0: awful, awful movie. <laughs> okay. Kit, I'll go to you <laughs> next. What do you think about that, Doctor?
1: Well, I don't think it was an awful movie at all. Um, it's an awful movie as far as it was hard to watch, but I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's it is, it is it's basically a talk between those two. Um, but... Uh, I'm I'm winning towards Brendan. I kind of was from the beginning, well ever since I saw that performance. Um, I've I've kind of been banking for him, so or oh, rooting for him I should say. <laughs> so uh, you know, again it, it it is um a little different as far as the Michael Keaton situation as far as Brendan's been, you know, kind of out of the limelight and there's been some issues and all of that but but everyone seems to be really excited that he's back on the scene so I, I again I'm going towards the sentimental pick so I, I think it's going to be Brendan
0: if Brendan Fraser wins it would be the first best actor winner since Jeff Bridges in Crazy Heart not to have his movie nominated for best picture interestingly enough but um, all right Joel break the tie here Who's who's winning? Or are you going to say Colin Farrell and put us back in limbo? Oh, I,
2: you know, I love Colin uh, in that movie. I just wanted to reach through the screen and give him a hug. In that
1: movie.
2: Uh, he needed a hug, man. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: this this is this is one of these categories. There's always a category each year where my head and my heart go at it, and this is that category. My head is screaming Austin Butler, but my heart is screaming red and Frazier. Now. I say this every year and I don't know, I should probably do a study and see if it actually adds up, but I, I think the Academy wants a really good show. I mean, that seems to be always their big thing too. And the thing is, you've got to look at the speeches that people have given along the way, and that doesn't help us because Butler's speech and the way he talked about the Presley family at the Baptist was just out of this world. But Brendan's speech at SAG and at our Hollywood Critics Association uh, uh, award show on Friday. The speech was just out of this world. I mean, it wasn't just like a great speech; it was inspiring. And I really think that after everything he's been through, the way he was counted out, and and everything that's happened to him, I just think Brendan Fraser is going to win. And and I personally, I love Austin Butler and Elvis. I I actually, I I just love Baz Luhrmann, and, and so I've actually seen that movie three times. And it's it's not hard to believe that he couldn't shake the Elvis accent for like months years I can believe that because he was so that character but there's just something in me and I think it's my heart it's just saying it's going to be red all
0: right well I'm going to disagree I'm going to say Austin Butler I agree with Andrew I think uh but movie whale was, was too hard for a lot there's, of people there's still a tie <laughs> <laughs> there's still a tie Ooh, there's still there's a, a tie dumb. I do agree it's one of those two I do agree although I think Colin Farrell has
2: gotten out of mm-hmm. shot but um I, well, I do agree it's one of those. Is two, there, but is yeah. there? I mean, we talk about this in politics all the time. But like, is there any chance in this category? Does anyone on this line here think that there's a possibility of a vote split, where Colin takes it, because it is split between Austin and Brendan?
0: Well, that means someone actually has to vote for Colin, though. So. That's true too, too. Oh right. Yeah. I mean, okay. a lot of people, I mean, it, it, is, I, it is a plurality winner, but
3: yeah. If, if I were voting, I would vote for Colin Farrell. I think he's the best. Yeah, winner. me yeah. Too. See, There you go. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like That's one of
0: those,
1: like those I just watched, I just watched that movie again and he just broke my heart all over again. But it's, it's, it's one of those cases, any other year, <laughs> you know. If yeah. yeah, it wasn't another year where you had a sentimental flavor and you had a beautiful boy playing another beautiful boy, you know, then uh, Colin would have taken it in a, in a second. So we'll see. All right.
0: Well, we'll see. Let's move on. Another arguably even more wide open category, Best Supporting Actress. The nominees here, Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once, and Stephanie Hsu for everything, everywhere, all at once. So you have Jamie Lee Curtis who won the SAG. You have Carrie Condon who won the BAFTA. You have Angela Bassett who won the Globe and the Critics' Choice Award. Um, and Hong Chow and Stephanie Shu haven't won anything to my knowledge yet. So wide open here, I'll start with Joel, Best Supporting Actress.
2: Um I I think this is another case where again, like politics it's gonna be all one party. Um a lot of the way down this line, I think Jamie Lee Curtis, especially with that sag win. Um I, I think that, that she is really loved in Hollywood. She's Hollywood royalty. She's never won. Um I'm not sure she's even ever been nominated. And Oops. it's just she's yeah, never everybody even been loves nominated. her Yes, everybody loves her. I think there's another case where they announce her name and the whole place stands up. And I just, I don't want to undercut that, that kind of moment and the momentum that her film has. Plus, she was incredible in it. So, um, and and I think she's shown some serious acting chops of way with wrestling and this. Um, so, yeah, I think it's her. I think it's her. I think uh, I can't wait to hear what she has to say when she accepts that little bald guy.
0: Jimmy Curtis did win a globe for true lies as I mentioned before. She also won a BAFTA for trading places in 1984. Wow. That (sighs) goes way back. Um, (laughs) So, uh, but never been nominated for an Oscar before this year. Uh, Kit, I'll go to you best supporting actress. (laughs) Mm. Well, I don't know.
1: I really don't know. Uh, I mean, how, how close is the sag to the voting members of the Academy? I'm just kidding. 74% of SAG winners
0: win the, win the Oscar. How what? 94? 74, 74. Oh,
1: 74. Three out of four. Well, the thing is, is I, I just don't know if they're going to give, because I'm pretty sure when we get to supporting actors, I, I'm pretty sure I can't pronounce his last name. Key is his first name. Um, it's a lock from from everything. And I don't know if they're going to go all the way down the line on, you know, three acting awards and best picture and director. I'm just not mm-hmm. sure of that. Um, so I'm leaning more towards Angela Bassett. Again, another, I mean, we're, we can't really we can't really look at the movie itself. <laughs> you know, obviously it's a Marvel movie, and it was very uh, you know mixed yeah. as far as as far as reviews. But it could be a career award for her, you know she's put in so many great performances. She's been nominated once before for playing Peter Turner. and I feel like she's also a little bit of you know how. Um, Hollywood royalty, and also you've got the sort of diverse factor as well. I don't know. I'm 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 leaning towards Angela.
0: Angela Bassett, 64 years old, interestingly enough. Um, and yeah, she was nominated back uh, in '93 for what's Love Got to Do with It, uh, Best Actress. Um, Andrew, uh, I don't know about Angela Bassett. She did win two precursors, but those are the two precursors with the the fewest crossover of academy members the globes and the the critics choice award no i don't think there's any real crossover um and then you've got the fact that i think there's a little marvel backlash after ant-man was such a a bomb and some of the other ones have been bombs and kind of reminds me of like sylvester stallone being this the favorite for creed even though he he like won the globe and didn't win that that's kind of what it reminds me of but um I don't know. Supposedly a lot of people think it could be Carrie Condon. So what do what do you think? Yeah, I'm
3: going to throw a, throw a wrench in all of this. Um, I think it's going to be Carrie Condon. Uh, so we're we're going to take all three different front <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Angela Bassett was kind of the early front runner. And it was like, it was almost like preordained that she was going to win. But, yeah, then she didn't win the BAFTA. She didn't win the SAG. So that's a lot of, you know, marks against her at that point. And Carrie Condon won the BAFTA. Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG. So I kind of feel like they're the the top two contenders. And and there's precedent here. Like, I remember Juliette Binoche beating Lauren Bacall years ago Mm -hmm. when – she was, like, preordained for, for a career award much in the same way that both Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis are. And, like, that's where I feel like there might be some vote splitting with kind of the career award voters with Bassett and and Jamie Lee Curtis. And then I don't know how many people are going to vote for Stephanie Hsu, but she's nominated mm-hmm. for the same movie as Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and that could maybe take a little bit away from her. So th- this race to me is the most, um hard oh, to call okay. race it's probably any race yeah. in the whole thing because there's actually three people who have a very good shot at winning but i think that okay you
1: know what i'm gonna I mean, I thought, my, i'm gonna change my vote to carrie oh you're gonna change <laughs> i mean i just
3: thought when i saw banshees i was like wow carrie Condon was so good in this uh and that i know and i, I mean know. same thing with jamie lee curtis but and jamie lee curtis is probably my favorite actress um but I, I think Carrie Codden's gonna pull it
1: out. Yeah, I'm changing it to Carrie right. I got to interview her by the um, way for that movie. She can't, she's just she's just very lovely, very Irish. And and you know, maybe they will give fancy a little bit of love, you know, this way. But do you guys agree with me that not every single acting award's gonna be won by everything everywhere? I just I just feel like they're gonna go in a different direction for supporting actors. That's just my feel.
0: Well, I'm going to disagree with you, Kit. I think it's going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. It reminds me of Mama. Laura Dern a few years ago. <laughs> longtime Hollywood actress, daughter of a uh, famous actor, actually Pleasure. daughter of a famous actor and actress, and uh, mm-hmm. gave a great speech, I thought, at the SAG. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Jamie Lee. So we'll we'll see what happens. All
1: right, Andrew. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: She's had it's a gonna be, again. This is career.
3: so this is so exciting that that there are three acting categories where it could go. Two of them, one yeah. of two ways, and one of them, one of three ways.
2: I mean, it, okay, let me take up the pace a little bit.
0: Best.
2: Okay, I was just gonna say Best last couple of years. I mean, no, I was just say last couple years. has been um, like more walks than mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're
0: right. This year, it's definitely more up in the air. Uh, real quick, Best Supporting Actor: Brendan Gleeson for *The Banshees of Inisherin*. Brian Tyree Henry, a surprise nominee for the, *For Causeway*. Judd Hirsch, nominee for *The Fablemans, He set the record for the longest period of time between nominations: 42 years between Oscar nominations when he was nominated for *Ordinary People*. Uh, Barry Kogan for *The Banshees of Inisherin* won the Basta. and Kihei Kwan for *Everything Everywhere All At Once* has won every other. Uh, precursor. Does anyone disagree that ki is going to win, or can we move on? Nope. No. 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 <laughs> okay. All right, we'll we'll just move on. I'm, I'm just happy the kid from Goonies and, and Temple of Doom. Oh, no, it's, it's, so <laughs> right in front of Steven Spielberg. So uh, <laughs> and he had a great speech at the Globes too. So he's he's done great. He's he's done a great speech everywhere. All right, best original mm-hmm. screenplay. Uh, the nominees here. Uh, the Banshees of In a Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. So, Kit, I think your husband gets to vote in the Writers Guild, so I'll start with you first.
1: Um, <laughs> He's you know,
0: more. I kind of wonder, is, is this where they award Banshees? Usually like a good movie that doesn't win, they oftentimes like give it the token screenplay, but if a lot of times, if if a movie runs the table, like everything, everywhere all at once, you know, maybe, usually it picks up screenplay, too. So I feel like it's between those two, but what do you think?
1: Yeah, it's definitely between those two, but I'm going to go with Banshees all the way. <laughs> I just feel, I, and I said this when I reviewed it, it is... Martin uh McDowell is one of the best storytellers around, I think, and that, that script is just beautiful. I don't I don't care if everything <laughs> takes everything. I'm gonna vote for the Banshees. That's my that's my pick. All
0: right. Uh Andrew, I'll go to you next. What what do you think?
3: I I agree. I, I think it's Banshees. It it just seems like that's a movie that feels very screenplay first. In, in most people's yeah. minds. Uh, Martin McDonough, this would be a second win in this category. And I mean, he'd be starting to move into rarefied air uh, if he can do that. I mean, it's between that and everything everywhere all at once. But I agree. Like like sometimes it's just so rare now that, that something like hits every single box, like Silence of the Lambs did um, back in the day or like Forrest Gump did. Uh, and I don't think everything will do that. Like I, I think Banshees makes a lot of sense
0: here. Yeah. By the way, Martin hmm. said only Oscar that he won was for uh, yeah. Best Live Action Short in 2004. Six Shooter um, for a Six Shooter. He didn't actually win anything for Three Billboards. So.
2: What? Oh what? Interesting gosh. note there. No. Shocking. Yeah. He, okay. he won
0: for Best Live Action Short. You got you got to pay attention to those awards. You never know who's going to win up direct a, a big Oscar movie fifteen years later. Um all right, so what do you think? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, this is a tough one, but I think it's definitely become it's down to those two movies, uh Everything and the Banshees. And um I just love Martin McDonough he just tells stories like nobody's business. He writes scripts like nobody can and that being said, I'm still predicting everything because I just I'm just I am stuck in my ways. And this is going to be a sweep for them. Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's going to be tough to say no to that. I tend to lean Banshees, but but we'll see. Um, all right. Best adapted screenplay. Uh, we've got all quiet on the Western front glass onion living top gun Maverick and women talking this one, I think maybe a little tougher to predict. Um, Kit, I'll go back to you first here. Uh, I don't know. I kinda of, I kinda of think it's gonna be women talking. That movie had a great screenplay. Yeah. Don't
1: you think?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: do. I think it's gonna be that. Because it really is women talking and what's what's what is, you know, a, a more apt award to win for that film than than best, you know, best adapted. And, you know, Sarah Polly's also kind of a um I don't know, I think I think she gets uh, a lot of uh cred, you know, these for some of the things that she's done and directed because she's very quirky and she reminds me a little of um sofia coppola you know that kind of vibe uh but yeah i mean women talking is a brilliant movie to watch you know and it's so intriguing and so riveting you know and it really is all about these women trying to decide what to do with their lives in, in this horrible situation and it was just yeah, you were glued you were glued to it. There was never a dull moment. There was never a false moment. It was it was brilliantly written. So I'm I'm giving it to that too. Some good, All right. good writing these, uh, last year. Good writing.
0: <laughs> yeah, Joel is, is Sarah Polly winning an Oscar?
2: Uh yeah, I think so. I think uh that that screenplay is something else and it's executed brilliantly and, and I think it's yeah, I think people really like Sarah Pauly and she's gonna win. I just think it's it's interesting that a, that a war movie, Al Quiet on the Western Front, is, is kind of in the running. Um, but then again, it is based on an incredible book that I still remember reading to this day at like 1,100 years old or something. And so um, I think if anything upsets women talking, it'll be All Quiet on the Western Front. But I think I think it's Sarah uh, Polly here.
0: All right, let's move on. Oh, sorry, Andrew, your pick best adapted screenplay.
3: I mean, yeah. So the, the Writers Guild Awards have not come out yet, so right. it's tough to say. I, I think it'll probably Women Talking and All Quiet on the Western Front, like like the two frontrunners. All Quiet won the BAFTA, but yeah, I mean, we've seen yeah. And I don't know how I had this level of a of a brain fart, but yeah, get Jordan Peele beat Martin McDonough, uh that year, and and it kind of fits with this where. A lot of these younger filmmakers, I mean, you know, Sarah Polly. This is her third film, but they tend to get awarded screenplay a lot, which is strange because, mm-hmm. you know, like these writer directors, it just feels like like they win screenplay very often, and they get when they get recognized. So I can see that happening for her, like much of the way it's happened for for some other people, like even like Jordan Peele.
0: Yeah, who's that woman who, who played Camilla in The Crown? She won the Screenplay Award. Um, oh, like, yeah. Um, but, or, uh, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, a
0: Promising yeah. Young Woman.
1: Yeah. Promising yeah. Young
0: Woman. Yeah, and actually, Cyan Heater won this last year for CODA, I believe it or not. Award. Yes. Uh, Taika Waititi won for Jojo Rabbit for Screenplay. So, yeah, some of the kind of younger, up-and-coming filmmakers won. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm just... Going in the order on my screen here, so we may be doing some smaller films pretty soon. Best animated feature we've got, not just Pinocchio, it has to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: Marcel the De, Marcel De Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red, uh, nominated for Best Animated Feature Film. Joel, uh, I think... My daughter's not really watching animated feature films, so you have the youngest child watching animated movies. Um, yeah. What would you say is the, going to be the winner for animated feature film?
2: Well, in this house, it would probably go to Puss and Beats. Um, she just loves that little kitty. Um, but but I, I just I love Marcel. Oh, my God, do I love that movie. But it almost seems like a coronation. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, because I mean, it just seems like the day it came out, people were like, "Oh, everyone else that could be nominated should just go home." And I just feel like that—that's that's the feeling I've gotten since it's come out. And I haven't felt that feeling change.
0: Well, it's interesting. You know, the Annie Awards, Guillermo, Pinocchio did win the Annie Award um, for Best Animated Feature, but Best Animated Feature Independent—I don't know why that was a separate category—went to Marcel Deschamps. So um, they, there was a split. Uh, Kit, can you, can you answer to the split? And, and what do you think for Best Animated Feature?
1: Well, I, I, I would pick Marcel in the heartbeat. It's one of my favorite movies of last year. But I think, I think Pinocchio is actually going to probably win. Interestingly enough, Joel mentioned we had the uh, Hollywood Critics Association Awards on, uh, on Friday. And we awarded Marcel the Best Indie Film. So, um, so yeah. there you go. That's, that's kind of how, how it's looking. You know, that's how I think they, people are viewing it. Uh, we also gave Jenny, we we had a category for best vocal performance and we gave it to Jenny Blake, uh, for her portrayal. Um, mm. but it is just one of the sweetest movies on the planet and my God, I just loved it. I have actually not seen the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio yet. I know I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. So. But everyone keeps talking about it, and I know, I love Guillermo, and he, you know, he does make spectacular movies, so I'm
0: pretty sure it's, that's going to
1: win.
0: Jenny's play has come a long way since we were on the same floor freshman year. Um, college, that's right. Andrew, that's <laughs> Andrew, do you think? Yeah, can we just? What do you think, Swain?
3: I'm just wondering. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh why do I feel like Pinocchio wouldn't win if it was just called Pinocchio? It's only winning because it's called Guillermo del Toros. I haven't seen it yet. But, well Andrew, what do you what do you think? Weren't there two Pinocchios this year or
3: wasn't yeah, there like Tom a lot? Like one too?
2: Yeah, Tom Hanks. Here's my Probably thing. Right here.
3: I don't really care how good Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is.
2: Why do we have
3: why do we need another Pinocchio movie like every five years? Like I've seen Pinocchio. I get it. <laughs> Like, I, I just, I don't need it anymore. Um, so, yeah, I was wondering if we could have just our own Academy Awards and we could all vote for Marcel Michel, which, without <laughs> seeing Pinocchio, I'm, I'm, I'm sure is a better movie because that movie was wonderful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is like, this seems like a, like a lock that, that uh, Pinocchio is yeah. going to win. It's just, I mean, I haven't seen it. I'm never going to watch it. I, I don't, like I said, I don't care about Pinocchio or need to see another Pinocchio movie. It's like, you know, there's another Robin Hood movie every five years. It's like, I get it. That's right. a movie, a Robin Hood movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll win. I'm never going to watch it. In my mind, Marcel
0: Michelle is going to win. Yeah, me you. right. I just pulled up a list here. It has, like, the top 20 Pinocchio movies of all time. There's <laughs> top 20. 20, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's 20 of them. Uh,
3: there are not that number many Number one, though, like the
0: original. Actually, I take it back. Top 25 Pinocchio movies. Top top 25. <laughs> oh, to oh my all right. Word. My Let's move on. Uh, best international feature film. We've got All Quiet in the Western Front from Germany, Argentina 1985 from Argentina. Close in Belgium. E O in Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. Um, I guess that one's actually in Gaelic. Um, is anyone going to win this one besides All Quiet in the Western Front? Or can we move on?
1: Nope. Let's move on. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I don't think, best I mean, Argentina
3: <laughs> 1985 is the only possibility, but that seems like a long shot.
2: Yeah, if there's one award yeah. that this one be docu- it's this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that's that's fair. Best Documentary Feature, we've got um, All That Breeze, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Joel, I'll go to you I, I gotta think it's Navalny, right?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I think this is another I think this might be another lock. I, mean, I just can't see anyone else reading yeah. that movie.
0: Which one? Any, anyone disagree? Navalny for uh, documentary, I mean? Navalny. Which one? About Alexander Navalny, the
1: Yeah, I really I'm just completely out of the loop on the documentaries. Although I okay. did see uh <laughs> I did see the um, trailer for All That Breeze, and it looked like a very beautiful movie, so I'll just say that. But, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll go with you guys on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Elect- I, I, agree. I agree. I mean, uh, Fire,
3: Fire of Love did win the DGA, so there, there is a possibility there. It also has very cool key art, so I, I who mm-hmm. knows? maybe that, like, sitting on some ballot somewhere will make people check it off. Um, but, yeah, the Baldy won the BAFTA, then it won the PGA, so I, I think it's going to win the, the Oscar.
0: All right. Um, okay, now we're getting into the, the three silly awards, um, but yeah, usually yeah. they can determine your Oscar poll. I have no idea on any of these. So, best documentary Me either. short <laughs> subject. Uh, the Elephant Whispers, Halut. how do you measure a year The Martha Mitchell Effect, um, and then Stranger at the Gate. Um, Anyone want to chime in here? Well, I like Elephant Whispers. (laughs) Yeah, Elephant Whispers
3: is on Netflix, and I feel like Netflix owns this category. Uh, So, yeah, I think it'll win just because people have seen it.
2: Yeah, the only thing I'd say is if there's going to be an upset, it's going to be Stranger at the Gate. I mean, and and the only reason I say that is because, I mean, maybe it's just me online, but, like, they are advertising the hell out of this movie, for your consideration. Which one? Uh, Stranger at the Gate. Uh And so I I just, I wonder if that's going to get turn any heads, Um, but it's going to be pretty hard to beat, you know, a movie that you can just watch on Netflix that's also actually very good. And it's
1: an elephant, a baby Uh, elephant. Come on.
0: All right, we'll move on. Best live <laughs> action short. Nominees here. An Irish Goodbye, Evo, Evalu, Le
2: Poupil,
0: Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. Anyone have an opinion here?
2: I, I, I've got a walk on this one. Well, maybe not a walk. Yes, in. this okay. is my opinion. Le Poupil. I mean, first of all, it's about people uh, school in Italy uh, during the war. But the reason why I think this one pumps up ahead is because it's produced and comes from Alfonso Quiron, And I know yep. the Academy loves uh, him. And we always talk every year if there's a if there's a celebrity or a big name kind of attached to one of these categories, it's gonna win. And so watch for him yep. to get up on that stage.
0: And apparently it's on Disney Plus. So there you go. Yes. Um it's very Disney nice. Any other, so head to the other, Okay. All right, let's move on. Although, An Irish Goodbye, I kind of like that name for a movie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually did win the BAFTA, by the way, but that's okay. Um, oh, no. The, yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move on. Uh, best animated short film. We've got The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, <laughs> Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and An Ostrich Told Me, The World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. Um <laughs> anyone? Anyone have an opinion? Yeah, let, let me
3: let let me invoke another another uh, yeah, sort
0: of yeah. rule
3: that on. that we've that we've developed over the years in these short categories. This is the uh, the heaven is a traffic jam on the four hundred five rule. If Amen. something has a yes. good title, it's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I think my yeah. year of dicks is such a great title,
2: and and it's gonna <laughs> yeah, I, Just to hear I'm the voiceover oh, person. At the academy, say that out loud. I mean, that's money right there.
1: And the winner I, is—I
0: I,
2: look at that name and I gotta think it's going
0: to win. But I did see, according to Gold Derby, the favorite is the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, which is produced by J. J. Abrams and Woody Harrelson. So oh, oh no I just, I oh no it's oh it's, okay. it's
3: two different it's two different rules in, in conflict and, with each other.
0: And it stars Idris Elba and uh, Gabriel Byrne. Oh. oh, you're oh. killing me! Okay.
2: Oh man, oh. yeah, you're you're swaying oh. me.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel think, like the celebrities to... are going to beat the title.
2: Yeah, I think I think what I agree. I don't know. The it's the a boys, tough boys. one. The boys, the I'm, I'm, I'm rooting horses. for.
3: I haven't I haven't seen any of these, but I'm rooting for my year of dicks, it's
0: a, <laughs> I think I I agree. I think this would be my year of dicks. I just,
2: I yeah. think that's what going to
0: be. All right. Let's, all let's, right. Let's, let's move on. We'll pick up the pace here. Best original score, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans with John Williams. Um, Andrew, I'll go to you first. I listened to all these scores earlier today. i got to say the Babylon one is the best, but Ooh. it was a movie not a lot of people liked. So does John Williams win at age 91? What do you think?
3: Uh, no, I think it's uh, Babylon. I think um, I think that if there's any like there's, I think Babylon's going to win two awards. Spoiler alert! I think that everybody who saw that movie came out of it saying that's going to win best score and that's going to win best production design. And yeah. I don't think anything's changed. I, I think it's going to win. Although what it just win is, is, is the, Bat- by the, is way. the Batman. I think the Batman should win, but I don't even think that made the short list before the nominees, which is
2: bad. No. I no. I agree yeah. with you, Andrew.
1: Yeah, let's let's tackle so, the Joel, you, you, right now here and there. Production design and best score goes to Babylon.
2: Yep. No question. No question. All right. Well
0: we'll we'll get we'll we'll get to production design soon. Uh best original oh, come song. Oh, We just
1: did it. Um we just we just did you know, it. I said
0: score. <laughs> We're doing songs.
1: We just said production design, too. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Fine. Um, Production design. Babylon. You don't think it's going to be Elvis? No. No? Okay. No, I think Babylon. Babylon. Mm -hmm. Babylon. All right. Babylon wins production design. Lotion. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll move on to best original song. So Diane Warren, I have to look at how many times she's been nominated. It seems like every year. But she's nominated for the song Applause from the movie Tell It Like a Woman, which I actually hadn't heard of before. Um, we've got oh. Lady Gaga for Hold My Hand in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we've got uh, Rihanna and some other people for Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Not Too, Not Too from RRR. And then um, This Is A Life, the song in Everything Everywhere all at once. Uh, Andrew Alvarez used to be our American Idol columnist. Um <laughs> It seems like the favorite here is the song from RRR. What do you think?
3: First of all, that Diane Warren song is awful. Like, I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> do we have to nominate her for these made-up movies and these terrible songs every year? Like, can't we just wait till she has one that she's gonna win? But, but I digress. Um, I I think it'll be the song from RRR. I have to tell you, I was listening to these songs earlier, and I've, I've not been a fan of Hold My Hand at all. But for some reason, I was listening to it today, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, this really <laughs> feels like an old-school, classic, like, movie theme song. I don't know why they didn't use it in the movie. Uh, I think that that's kind of, like, doomed it. But like, um, guess they only played it over the credits. Uh, yeah, but I think RRR is going to win. I mean, there's no real other place to award that movie. And it's such a beloved movie from this year that it feels like that's where all the votes will go.
0: I agree. All right. I'm looking here. I think it's 14 nominations for Diane Warren. Wow. 50 or 15. Zero wins. A lot of nominations for best original song for Diane Warren. And she's never won. Um,
3: anyway, I mean, she has some <laughs> all angers right. that she's been nominated for too.
0: She she was nominated for I don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon, um, but a lot of some of these movies are I, I don't even know anything about. Um, all right, she was um, she was nominated, she was nominated for,
3: How, for How Do I Live from Con Air, which lost to uh, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. And it, oh, wait, did I get that, that right? Was
0: a tough year to be nominated. Yeah,
3: yeah. So it's like that was just such a tough year to be nominated.
0: Um, all right. Well, uh, anyone disagree that it's going to be something different from RRR? No. no. Okay. Uh, by the way, the year she had, uh, Diane Warren, by the way, had that song from Armageddon. Uh, the winner for best original song went to Avida Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. All right. Uh, Or I might have that wrong here. Um, I'll look it up. But, oh, no, it was the following year. Uh, She lost to a song from Prince of Egypt uh, called When You Believe. I don't even remember that song. All right, Uh, let's move on, and we'll talk about uh, Best Sound. Uh, The nominees here, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. So you know, I joked about this last year, but after years of telling us there was a difference between sound mixing and sound editing, they decided no, there really isn't. What is called sound. Uh, so at one point it was a bunch of musicals that won sound mixing, and then action movies that won sound editing, and now you've got Elvis, which is kind of a musical and action movies, and Top Gun, and All Quiet, and Avatar, which obviously broke ground everywhere. Um, Kate, I'll start with you. What do you think best sound?
1: Um. Well, world movies do kind of go, a uh, You know, like you said, they do. They do get the, um, but then also action movies. So I, I'm I'm going to go with Top Gun. I think Top Gun's going to win it because it's, you know, it's got a lot of good stuff and all the all the airplane stuff is, is great too. So I'm going to go with that one. All
0: right,
2: Joel. What do you think? Best it
1: gives, it gives Top Gun. yeah,
2: yeah a Top Gun. It, I mean, I saw, but the sound in that movie is incredible. Uh, I mean, yeah. maybe I'm biased because I saw it in a Dolby theater, but um, it, it it just blew me away. Um, and I just came out of the theater and I was like, if that movie doesn't win Best Sound, I don't I don't know what it should win for.
0: Yeah, yeah, Andrew, what do you think? Well, yeah, it's always the
3: the, the classic kind of like bullets usually win, right? And all Quiet one at the Baftas. Top Gun beat it with like the the the, the Sound Editors Guild. I, I I lean towards Top Gun. I mean, Top Gun has to get something uh, right. after the <laughs> after the year it has. So it, I, I think that this actually might be the only award that it wins. Uh, so I think that the, 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 this is where they'll give it the award if it's the only thing it's going to win.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys. I think they'll they'll give it... This is probably the only thing that's going to win, so it'll win that. Um, All right, let's move on to Best Cinematography. Nominations here. All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Uh, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. So Roger Deakins is nominated for Empire of Light, but he's certainly lost many times before. Um, Andrew I'll start with you Best Cinematography So
3: this is another one That, that All Quiet on the Western Front Won at The BAFTAs um, It's like Again the, it was That was like the All Quiet on the Western Front Award like It won every single thing there So uh, it, it's almost Have to take that with a grain of salt But at the same time I'm not really sure what's going to beat it. Like, like that actually feels like it's it's going to win. Um, you know, Deacons got shut out for so many years, and then they won back-to-back um, for Blade Runner and, and 1917, a couple years ago. So there's really no reason to go there for a movie that nobody saw. Nobody saw Bardo. I don't think that Tar, like, doesn't feel like a cinematography winner. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a process of a limit and Elvis, was there even like a camera in that movie? Like wasn't it all like green screen special effects, random editing stuff? Um, so yeah, I feel like All Quiet on the Western Front uh, feels like the winner here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't see All Quiet, to Let's... be honest. I don't know how similar it is to 1917. But 1917 did win the Cinematography Oscar back in 2019. Where's the Batman in this one? Like, I uh, feel like the Batman needed i the one only one, one who didn't like that movie. Okay.
2: Uh,
0: anyone disagree with Andrew? All, all quiet on the Western front?
2: No. No, and actually this is probably the, the one category that I actually would put money on. I mean, I'm, I'm that positive.
0: You you made a bet on this? Okay. No, I didn't. I'm just saying. It, 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 you it, went to Vegas? Like, you know, I'm betting it, on cinematography?
1: No.
2: Okay. Yeah, I came all the time. I'm way. going
1: out there, and I'm finding no, that one. I'm just
2: saying, if I were to bet on one, this would be it. Okay. All
0: right, let's move on. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, the Batman. There you go, Andrew. Batman getting a nomination here uh black panther wakanda forever um we've got elvis and the whale so look they do have a history of giving this to movies that make people look fat um (laughs) uh, or that they
1: change (laughs) their transform their looks yes yes
0: yeah last year's winner was the eyes of tammy faye year before was ma rainey's black bottom um I'm looking here. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, did Black Panther win for makeup before? It, it did not. The original Black Panther did costume. not win makeup. No, costume, but not makeup. Actually, I don't even think it was nominated. Um, Kit, I'll, I'll go with you here. What do you think about makeup?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely thinking the whale. Um, that was that was pretty amazing what they did, although. So if if Elvis won, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. So I think I think Elvis is a close second, but my my money would be on the whale. All
2: right, uh, Joel, any, any thoughts here? Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, I I think this is very much like the Best Actor category It's going to be between Elvis and the Whale, and I personally, I mean, I'm blown away by what they did with Brendan Fraser, but. I think I just, I got to go with Elvis on this, um, so the way that, too, right? yeah. because, cause, well, because of everything, because the whale is just one yeah. person. and Yes. That, that, right, that, that right. was incredible and that should be commended. But Elvis, it's the entire screen. It's an entire song ensemble. It's a cast of, you know, at least a thousand. And, you know, I, I just think that's a lot of makeup and hair, uh, especially on the main characters. Uh, I think that's your winner.
0: Interesting. The nominee for Elvis is Mark Coulier, who's won two Oscars before for the Grand Budapest Hotel and um, uh, the Iron Lady. So he's won twice before. We're doing, um, he also worked on all the Harry Potter movies, but the, the nominee for the whale has never won an Oscar before. Done a lot of movies though. Adrian Moreau. Uh, Andrew, what do you think for best makeup? Yeah, I agree with everything that Joel
3: said. I mean, it is funny, it is kind of like the battle of the fat suits between the whale and Tom yeah. uh, Hanks and Elvis. But yeah, I agree with what Joel said. I mean so that right there, like like they're kind of equivalent. And then you think about what they did with Austin Butler throughout the movie yeah. and his hair and his mm-hmm. makeup and, and all the mm-hmm. other people like in Las Vegas and on tour with him. Um
0: yeah, yeah I so I think so, uh, I Elvis. I'm looking here. Vice won for makeup back in the day. Another example of making someone look fat. Um, I don't know. I think it's just going to be The Whale. I'm not sure. I still haven't seen that movie. But All right. Uh, three awards left. Um, Best costume design. Nominees here. Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, kid, I'll go back to you. Costume design.
1: Well, on Gold Derby, it's neck and neck between Elvis and Black Panther. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I mean, didn't Black Panther, the first one, win costumes? Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I'm looking here. It did, yes. Ruth.
1: Ruth, somebody with your name?
0: Carter. Carter? Yeah. Yeah, Um, she's nominated again.
1: You guys were talking about hair and makeup and stuff for Elvis. I I also think the costumes in Elvis were unbelievable. So I would actually pick Elvis for costume over the the hairsty the makeup and hair. I would pick
2: I would for uh I would too. Yeah, yeah I would too for the same <laughs> so, reason as makeup and hair.
0: Yeah, I mean they've already picked Wakanda Forever for, I mean they already picked Black Panther once for costume.
2: You don't think they give it the second right. costume
0: award. No. Um, right. And uh, Catherine Martin, who's the nominee for Elvis, she she hasn't won before, but she's done a lot of Baz Luhrmann movies. She did The Great Gatsby. She's Baz Luhrmann's
1: wife, by
0: the way. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She did Moulin Rouge. Yeah, she's she's done a lot of. Yeah, she's, she's done, done like every Baz Luhrmann movies, movie. Yeah. Looks like.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, Andrew. Do you disagree? What do you think?
3: No, I think that this is, again, Elvis. Yeah, I mean, anything that's on a person, hair, makeup, costumes, I think goes to Elvis.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, We'll move on. Best film editing. Nominees here. The Banshees of Inna Elvis. How can that be nominated for film editing? It was way too long. Uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, (laughs) Car and Top Gun Maverick. Andrew, I'll go with you. I'll go to you on film editing. What do you think?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna make an argument against something that I think is a lock, but it's been, I mean it's down to two, right? It's the it's the the dogfight sequences of Top Gun versus just the entire thing of everything everywhere all at once.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I mean
3: every everything everywhere has won Most of the awards have won the BAFTA. I think it's def- I mean I think it's definitely gonna win, but one of the things that can sometimes upset are, are things that have those crazy sequences, you know, like car racing movies, boxing movies, um, and then here like like a dogfight movie. But everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, the editing in it is just huh. out of it, out of this world. And yeah. I mean, I just it, always it really think really of that works. one scene. Yeah, there, there's the one sequence where they just show Michelle Yost Face, and it goes through every single one of her personas and like you know, thousands of them in like a minute and it's just like one of the best things I've ever seen in a movie. Just for that right there, it should win. But yeah, I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna win. Yeah, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent It's like cinematography for for Claire and Front, and and it's like a lot. Yeah. And then, Editing looks like that is that movie. Everything every
2: all at Doesn't work without the editing. Yeah, I I nope. agree with
0: you. No no movie has ever done a better job of doing the metaverse the alternating universes than that one. Better than any of the Marvel yep. movies. So Better than Doctor <laughs> Strange in the
3: multiverse of madness?
2: <laughs> Maybe by a little
3: <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Although, honestly, I didn't
0: see that. I was
3: not really all that interested.
0: All right, best visual effect. Uh, I'll go to Joel here first. The nominees, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, another one of Andrew's favorites, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun, Maverick. Joel, we haven't talked a, a lot about Avatar tonight at all, but, <laughs> I mean, gosh, aren't, aren't those um, come on. effects, like, supposed to be the best ever? I mean, it's got to win, right? Or, or no?
2: Yeah, no. I think this is the award it wins. Um, I mean, this is years, years, like decades in the making, and, and and all of it is up there on the screen. And I personally can't stand this world, but um, I think there is absolutely <laughs> no way that this thing loses that category.
0: Anyone just Yeah, behind? I mean, or... if 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 this
3: doesn't win then they should just get rid of the category because
1: it's, yeah. it's
3: fraudulent <laughs> forever. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, yeah.
1: it's, poor, poor James Cameron. mean, I, get to win Best <laughs> Picture with his long movie. at least they'll win this. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, I didn't, I didn't really care for the movie either, but it's undeniable the technical achievement that the movie is. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that's interesting is, is it's not even just you know, CGI effects. There, there's very good scenes with practical effects in it too. So it really kind yeah. of runs the gamut of, of visual effects and, and it does a great job of that. Um, Storytelling-wise, uh, being an hour too long-wise, maybe not, but uh, you can't deny the visual effects. Yeah. No.
0: Well, an extra three hours and 20 minutes of great visual effects. So, yeah, well, yeah it's a lot harder to do that than two hours of great visual effects. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a lot of work. All right. Um, I believe that is it. I do want to point out, um, I mentioned earlier that Diane Warren, 14 nominations, no wins. I actually, not totally true. She is getting an honorary award this year. So Diane Warren is winning something. So congratulations to uh, her. Uh, well, good for her. Michael J. Jay Fox is winning the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award. The other honorary Oscars go to mm-hmm. Peter Weir and Yuzhan Paulson. Awesome. So Ooh, Peter Weir. Um, love Peter Interesting Weir. there.
1: Peter Weir, I love him.
0: The, uh, I love that guy. The host this year, Jay. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, gr- wouldn't it be
3: great to see Peter Weir get presented that on the actual show? I don't know why they moved those. <laughs> to the technical awards and felt the need to keep all that short things on the on the actual award show. But I would love to see a Peter Weir tribute. I mean, he's great. He's
1: mm-hmm. one of my faves. Yeah, that,
3: and a Michael J. Fox tribute, underrated. I mean, how great would uh, that
2: there be? There wouldn't be a dry eye in the house.
1: I know. That would yeah. just make me nervous, <laughs> though.
0: <laughs> the secret of my success, What well, you know? What else did he do? Um, I
2: don't know. <laughs> greedy. Uh, back back to the something. Back, back to the... I don't know. Who's in that movie? That's it. Okay, so That's favorite Peter Weir One, movie. two, or three?
1: Go. I have mine.
2: Witness.
3: Uh, favorite Peter Weir, Witness.
2: Weir
1: movie? I what think so. Witness!
2: Gallipoli? Witness. Call it Gallipoli? Get both Oh, Gallipoli. Okay. Uh, Gallipoli is, I, is great. Right. Uh, Gallipoli is such a... <laughs> spot my heart.
1: Yeah, so it's a really 11. good one, yeah, but no. No, give, give
2: me witness. No, no, no. Witness. Oh, what about Pig okay.
3: Hanging Rock? That's a, that's a good, weird movie.
1: That is a weird movie. Uh,
2: see, that needs to be on the main show. Oh,
1: gosh, um, you Dead uh, Society.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. And Michael J. Fox.
1: <laughs>
0: Teen Wolf. Um, Doc yeah. Hollywood. Homeward Bound, The Incredible was, Journey. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, the American President. I forgot about that one. Uh, Mars Attack? He was in that, too. So, All right. Um, that'll do it, I guess. So uh, the Oscars are March 12th, Sunday night, um, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We will see how right or wrong we were. Um, we'll be back. Probably not me, but I, I will send in my 2024 Oscar picks, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So for Kid Bowen, Andrew Payne... <laughs> Joel Amos on Still Mm -hmm. Wallace signing off. Have a great night, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.